Welcome back to the Chicago Tomahawk. I'm Mike. I got my linemate Matt with me. And today we are going to start a number one of four podcasts where we go around and we talk about the NHL. We're going to talk about the Ducks, the Yotes, the Bruins, Sabres, Flames, Hurricanes, Blackhawks, and Avalanche tonight. But first, before we even get into it, um, if you haven't heard by now, Jimmy Hayes passed away this morning. Uh, nobody knows any information other than that on why, other than it's incredibly unfortunate. He leaves a wife and uh, two kids behind. Uh, I remember when Jimmy broke into the league back in, I believe it was 2011, him and actually Andrew Shaw came on uh, to the Blackhawks and they each scored in their first game. And I think they each went on to have a five game point streak. And, you know, they just completely burst onto the scene, and, and it was incredible. I think Shazi got into a, a fight in his first game, too, but I really liked Jimmy Hayes' 6'5 frame. I thought that, you know, he had a he had a, a future with the Hawks, but it just made a really huge in, in impression. What about you, Matt? Yeah, I remember when we called him up, too, and uh, him scoring that goal, and I, on, I honestly thought he'd be a Hawk for... A long time and uh, I just remember him getting shipped out to Florida I believe and then he kind of bounced around a little bit and I know that he was on the Missing Curfew podcast and yeah, very entertaining I loved all those guys they're kind of like old school grinder fighter type tough dudes and they had some great stories and uh, yeah man I it's terrible uh, just uh, thoughts and prayers to his family it, it seems like it's kind of been a rough year man you know Rangers lost a guy uh, legend for the for the Rangers yesterday, and uh, just makes you makes you wonder, man. You know, it's even though that we're in the in the off season, that Tony this stuff, o, this yeah. stuff can happen. Tony O died from cancer. Yeah, but uh, you know, thoughts and prayers to him. You know, so we're gonna get into it, and we're gonna start with the Anaheim Ducks. You know, every time I think of the Ducks, I think of Paul Korea. You know, when you think of a team, I think everybody has one player when you think of that team. You know, I, I see Ottawa, I think of Daniel Alfredson. When I see the Wings, I think of, uh, you know, Steve Eiserman or or Fedorov, you know. But when I think of the Ducks, I think of, uh, you know, Paul Korea and, and Team Mussolini, you know, two of the, some of the best players ever. And um, looking to see what, what they're going to do this coming year, you know, Trevor's uh, Trevor Zegras is a really, I think, a really promising young player. Uh, he definitely has the flow going. But uh, he might take another step this year, man. What do you think? Well, I know that they uh, re-signed Getzloff for a year. I right. think, like you just said, you think of one guy that represents a team. I think in the new age, Getzloff is like that Timu Solani, Paul Korea guy. Right. And he's a great leader. I think he's going to you know, help a I don't know what, what they're doing, honestly. I don't know if they're rebuilding, retooling, but, you know, I don't know many players on the team. But I, I know John Gibson is a a stud goalie. Man, I have had him in fantasy for for years just as my, like, number three guy. And, he, man, he makes a lot of saves, but he just doesn't have a good team in front of him ever, it seems like. Yeah, it seems like he's always on the team where he's getting, uh, you know, just peppered with shots nightly. Yeah, he he steals games though, but I mean, it's just a lot to ask. It's almost like Lincoln in last year. They put too much on him and eventually he just gets he'll either get hurt or he's just burnt out and tired. But uh I I see these guys finishing last in the Pacific. I think 
They're just, I think every other team in the division got better. And I think the Ducks maybe got a little, well, they're maybe a little bit better, but not good enough to move up. How do you think they move forward as an organization? Because it just seems like they've been in this position since, um, they've been in this position since really they let, uh, they let Kessler go. Well, yeah, those guys were getting old and oh, yeah. beat up and, uh, you know, they let Perry go and, um, yeah, it's, it's hard because these other teams are, they seem to be getting younger and the Ducks got older fast and you right. know what, they might need a retooling here, a rebuilding and, uh, maybe keep Gibson as long as you can, because he, if you got him in net, you got a chance to win. So, I mean, that's what I would do. Moving on to the Yotes. Now, the, the Arizona, they have a really unique situation because as of next year, they don't have a home. And there's a lot of possibilities in the air. You know, are they going to stay in Arizona? You know, can they uh, stay in the state? You know, I've, I've heard that Houston is an option, that uh, that they want a team in Houston and that Dallas doesn't want that to happen because they want to be the Lone Star hockey team in, in Texas. Uh, Phil Kessel is still on the roster, but... Are they going to try and find room to move them elsewhere? You know what what's going on in in uh, in the Yotes? I, I like you said, uh, Phil Kessel is probably the only guy worth watching on that team, honestly. Uh, and I think he probably will be dealt at some point uh, to a playoff contending team, maybe a team going for it. He's a solid goal scorer. I w- I would actually be happy with getting a Phil Kessel on my team. Um. You know, I just don't understand what they're doing. They they traded Ekman Larson and Connor Garland to Vancouver for like uh I think it was Louis Erickson and Jay Beagle. Wow. These guys yeah, it's not a good trade at all. I think it was like a salary move type of deal. And you let Darcy Kemper get traded to the Avalanche, which we'll talk about them in a little bit. Right. Anti Ranta walked. Uh that's Two solid yeah. goalies, I think, Two and now journey. you're you're stuck with uh, Carter Hutton, which is we don't know too much about him. I, I know Buffalo signed him to be a starter, and obviously it didn't work out there. And uh, they did trade for um, Shane Gothisbear, uh, the Ghost Bear, they call him from Philly. I th- I think he's an okay player, but I mean, there's not enough to you know help him at all, and. The one thing I was surprised about is letting uh, that Connor Garland go. I thought he was a stud, score some goals, but uh, I guess they he was included in that uh, Ekman Larson deal. So I I don't like their chances. Um, probably going to be dead last in the Central and maybe the NHL. In you know, my, it, in my it, eyes, it seems like year after year the Yotes are just the destination to bury bad contracts. <laughs> and 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 no hope for the organization. Do you think that maybe after such a long time of of not even mediocrity, just being at the bottom of the barrel, that there should be some incentive for the ownership to sell the team? Well, I don't know. I think they've had what like four owners in the last decade. It seems like wow. Like I think the NHL owned them for a little bit. Yeah, then they, they found did. this new guy and. They're always broke, you know. They brought in, yeah. They they don't have fans. I mean, it, Shane Doan can't buy every seat <laughs> to the to the stadium. Yeah, but I I just uh, I don't I, I don't understand what they're doing. I really don't. I I think uh, 
they're bringing in these vets and terrible contracts, but they need to draft better. You, that's the, the only way it's a safe way to get better. I mean, it's going to take a while, but you, you got to build. Yeah. And they're just not doing it. Moving on to, uh, let's move on to the, to the Bruins, Boston Bruins. Um, Taylor Hall was the, was the hot topic. What was going to happen? You know, he had a good first round and then he disappeared in the second round. Uh, they have a solid lineup there and you know what? They have guys on pretty workable contracts. I don't think that there's anybody on there making more than 6.5 million. Um, They've managed their money well, and uh, they've got a solid team. They brought back. Uh, they brought back. What did they? What they give Hall like seven million? Four years, I think, around six, seven million, and that's pretty dang good for a former MVP. And I, like we've talked about before, I think that him not being the man is going to help him when right. take some pressure off him. And we saw him in that first playoff series. He he looked pretty damn good, but. Yeah, he did. And he ran into uh, some some issues, but hey, they they um they liked him and they resigned him, and good for them. Hopefully, it works out. But I think the the main thing here is they lost David Krejci. Right. Um, I think he's a huge part of that team, a number two center, and uh, obviously they lost Rask too. I mean, they didn't bring him back, and you know he's a great goalie. Um, but they did bring in Linus Olmark. An, a very underrated goalie from Buffalo mm-hmm. um, who's got really good numbers, but he's just been on a bad Buffalo team. So I think they brought him in there to uh, play with that younger kid that they're, you know, working in to take Rask's spot. If I'm sorry, I forget his name, but um, they also brought in Nick Foligno, which I, I love that move. He kind of is the type of player that fits like the Boston, you know, like tough guy. Uh, yeah. We're a tough team, and I think he fits. I think he's going to fit well with these guys. Yeah, when he signed there, I was like, "Yeah, I could totally see that signing yeah. right there." Yeah, he he looks like he was born to be a a, Bruin. a Bruins player. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Pasternak, he's going to. Uh, I bet he's going to have a good year this year. Yeah, pasta, pasta. Yeah, I like, and you know, Brad Marchant's a stud, and you got Bergeron, one of the best. Two-way centers of all time. Yeah, definitely. They're a very good team. They're definitely a yes for playoffs for me. They're going to... I I still see them as a contender. They could probably win a cup. Yeah, I I see them pushing uh, pushing for one, definitely. They're built for one. They've got the cap space to add more players at the deadline if they need to. And I think that they're a team to look out for, especially if Taylor Hall gets going. Yeah, I agree with that. Moving on to... The Buffalo Sabres. We are Oof. in August, end of August, August 23rd, when this is being recorded. And Jack Eichel is still on the team, making $10 million a year. The Sabres want the world and the moon and Mars for him in order for a trade. And he hasn't gone anywhere. Um, you know, there has been some miscommunication between him and the organization, uh, between him and his agent and the organization. Uh, to be honest with you, I think that the relationship just sours and sours and sours more and more as time goes on. I think it's a huge distraction for the team, for the coach, and the players. And um, they need to do something, and I think they, de- they need to do something quick. What do you think? Well, <laughs> you forgot to mention he still hasn't gotten his neck surgery that he's been begging to get. And so now what? So now you trade for him? 
does he get his neck surgery and then does the new team not even get him this season? Like what's going on? They just Yeah, they they really messed this one up. They they should have, you know, had him out by the draft, I thought. And whatever team he went to, give him what he wanted and maybe he would have been ready at some point of the season. Now there's too many unknowns, so it sucks. We can't even talk about anything like good about this team because this is overshadowing everything. You're right. You know, they mentioned about three weeks ago that um, if they would have had the surgery as of three weeks ago, he would have been ready in time for the start of the season. And oh. nothing has happened. Uh, they haven't done anything. And to be honest with you, I wonder if this hurts his uh, trade value. Um, not his trade value, but what Buffalo can get in return. You know, say we we hit September, they want to move him and he hasn't had his surgery yet. And as as a team that is negotiating for him, they could say, hey, look, we're trading for this player, but he's not going to be able to play for the next few months. We're not going to give you an extra guy for him. You know, do, do you think that that hurts, uh, that hurts Buffalo's negotiating with, with other teams and other GMs? Yeah, I'm sure. Teams, GMs are just like, you know what? We're not real comfortable giving you a first round pick for a guy we don't really know about his situation. And, you know, maybe a team like, honestly, I could see like a team like the Ducks taking a chance on this guy because we were just saying, hey, they need a piece to rebuild, somebody to, you know, like a, a stud to build around. And yeah, it could be it. But I mean, are you going to take that chance? I mean, who, I don't, you, who are you going to give for him? You yeah. know, like, are you going to give somebody pretty decent and, you know, that kid can go on and be a star in Buffalo? Yeah. I think the problem with that is, is that for, for Eichel, he's just going from one bad situation to another bad situation. I think that he's, um, I think that he wants to go to a team that can, that's Win. looking to start yeah. contending and play, you know, play for something instead of just his stats, essentially. Yeah, we got to ask the uh, 30 on Broadway guys because I've been hearing a lot of New York Ranger talk and They're always I don't in the see it. Yeah. I just don't see it. I, wh- how? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What's going on with Buffalo's goalie situation? I could not tell you, man. I think they brought in Craig Anderson, my former goalie coach. <laughs> that was in eighth grade and he is, I know he's in his 40s now and he, Great guy, great competitor, but he's going to have a long season of being outshot at least 30, 30 to, maybe, I'm sorry, 40 to like 20 every game. I could just see it happen. They're, you know, they got their first round pick, Power. He's actually going back to Michigan, oh, which I, oh. yeah, which I think is smart. Yeah, I mean, don't rush the kid. Let him right. develop. Like uh, Theo Fox was saying, let them marinate. I like that term. Yeah. And uh, I think that that's the way to do it. Don't rush these guys like you did. Uh, New Jersey did with uh, Jack Hughes. I thought they threw him into the fire, and he was exposed. He's like, "Oh, this little guy can't do nothing. What a bust!" You know. But yeah. he did have a better season this year. But got to let these guys develop, and hopefully Buffalo's you know doing that and being patient with these guys. I know it's hard with all the drama of Jack Eichel going on. Yeah, even though Jack Hughes was the number one draft pick. He was tiny, and I don't see yeah. how they could think that he would just come in and start blowing it up at at his small size. I, I thought he I, was completely unprepared for the NHL. No, yeah, he, just because you're good in World Juniors doesn't mean anything. I mean, yeah. it doesn't. It's very few players come out of there, and I think the one of the best 
players that came out of World Juniors, like the the tournament with most points was that Braden Shen. I think he was with. Uh, he was a pretty. He's he was a big he, kid though. He won with St. Louis, I know, and then he 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 was drafted by the Kings. They traded him over to uh, Philly, yeah. I think, in the Jeff Carter or um, Mike Richards trade, maybe. But got to play with his maybe. brother Luke. Yeah, and uh, you know he was a good player with. Ta- uh, I'm sorry, not Tampa, uh, St. Louis. When they, I think he was on that team when they won the cup. And yeah, he was. I thought he was a pretty good player. I liked him. Rough. Yep, tough kid. So we move on to the Flames. The Flames, uh, this is another team that, you know, they're looking to find a way to get back to, yeah. uh, you know, the glory days. They've got Matthew Kachuk, who's, a, you know, got that playing that power forward game uh, at an agitator role as well. And Love they've it. got Daryl Sutter uh, running the organization now. Now, here's the thing. When Daryl Sutter gets an organization, it, this isn't going to be, you know, um, guys are skating with their hair on fire type of games. You know, he's going to win, you know, two to one games, three to two games, um, maybe in overtime, make the playoffs, and then they'll try to make their mark in the playoffs. So I'm curious, you know, what's going on with this squad because they're definitely lo- definitely looking to win and they're looking to take that, ne- that next step. You know, Sean Moynihan and, and Johnny Hockey – you know, they just haven't been able to do it, you know, single-handedly. So uh, what do you got going on with Calgary? Well, I think they signed their Norris Trophy winner and uh, Nikita Zadorov, your boy. I just I just, I just, just set you up, man. <laughs> no, I, I, can you believe he wanted $6 million here? They only gave him three over there. 3.75. Yeah, he wanted 5.8. I thought it was he was nuts. He's, and, he uh, is nuts. So is his agent. <laughs> Freaking Russians! But, uh, they did sign Blake Coleman, a key player in the Tampa uh, championships. Six years, actually. Wow! Uh, I like that. Um, and I honestly am surprised Johnny Hockey wasn't traded. Me too. Already, I thought they should have like moved on with him. They could have brought in some, you know, younger guys to, you know, make their identity up. Because I, I think they're having an identity issue. But now, with like you said, Sutter, it's going to be. You know, like a, an L.A. Kings type of team, like that right. win, Jonathan Quick wins the games and good defense wins the games. And, um, yeah, hopefully he's got two Stanley Cups with the Kings, so hopefully he can bring some experience over there. And like you said, Kachuk's a beast. I love both the Kachuk brothers. Yeah. I think they're awesome. But, uh, yeah, man, I, I don't see these guys making the playoffs, though. I, I think they're just going to miss out just because the – the Central's so good in the Pacific. I think it's just going to be, you know, Vegas, and obviously you got Vancouver, and you know the Kings could make a push, but yeah. I, I, the Flames, I, I don't know, man. I just I don't see it. I like their goalie Markinen or Markstrom. I'm sorry, I think he could be a really good goalie, but he didn't really, he wasn't really good last year. So let's see what uh, Sutter can do with a full season. Cool. So moving on to the Hurricanes, and I will tell you, I was absolutely shocked when they traded Nedeljkovic. I thought Nedeljkovic played great all season. I thought he was the goalie of the future, and um, and Eiserman came over and 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 stole him away essentially because <laughs> they didn't really get much for him either. No, um, they lost Dougie Hamilton, 
Uh, Dougie Hamilton was the number one guy. I'm, I'm actually a little surprised that he didn't want to stay there. He ended up going to New Jersey to win a cup, laughably. <laughs> and uh, I, I, just, I just don't see that happening. I think that he had his best opportunity to win uh, with Carolina. The only problem that Carolina has is is a d- discipline. When they were playing Tampa, man, they could have beat that Tampa team, but they could they didn't beat them because they were undisciplined. They kept yep. on going into the box, and what did Tampa do? They p- made them pay the price practically every single time, and uh, and they buried them. So moving on, so going on to next season, uh, I think it's a big year for Carolina. You know, last year I think that they were contenders. This year, they're playing to make the Stanley Cup Finals, to be honest with you. I think that they thought that they were going to make it further this year, and they played in a really tough division, and um, and things aren't going to get much easier for them. What do you think? Yeah, like you said, I, I think they beat themselves in the playoffs. 100%. They, yeah, they, they played with fire, and they got burned. <laughs> they got bolted, actually. So uh, I like... <laughs> I like their best move, I think, was re-signing Rod Brendamore. I think he's a great coach. I would love to play for a coach like that if I were an NHL player. And he's just like, he just, he gets it. You know, he was a pro. He was there before. He's been through the wars and the grinding. And I like him. Uh, Dougie Hamilton was laughing when you were saying he went to New Jersey to win a cup. I would go to New Jersey to win a cup if Brodeur was in net and Scott Stevens was my partner. And that, that that would be it. And Scott Niedermeyer was there? Not P.K. Subban as my partner because I like P.K. He's awesome, but I just think he took a lot of steps back. Um, I just don't see it. But anyway, um, I was surprised about them giving up on their young goalie so soon. But hey, they brought in Anti Ranta. Who is a you know he could be like a good one. What do they call it? The one B or sure. the one A? And Freddie Anderson, man, I think he's a good goalie. And now he doesn't have that Toronto media and Toronto not winning the cup pressure on him. Uh, so I think that was that was a smart move getting two solid number ones. And I think they're going to easily make the playoffs again. Um, I don't see them winning the cup this year though. I, I just I think there's too many better teams now around them, and uh, still a good team, entertaining, but uh, I don't think they're there yet. Yeah. So let's move on to the the Hawks. Oh man! To be honest with you, since this is a Blackhawks podcast, if you know, do you how how detailed do you want to get into this? Uh, we might as well just go all the way, man. The Blackhawks, uh, I think, made a huge step by signing Seth Jones this uh, offseason. A lot of people were, um, we got a lot of people that are on one side of it that don't like it. A lot of the people on the other side on it that really love it. Um, Seth Jones, pure and simple, puts them in a better position of where they need to be. He's a uh, two-way, two-way playing defenseman that can move the puck and can defend on the puck, which is what we need. Um, we picked up Jake McCabe, who is a solid Defensive defenseman, do not let his uh, his play in Buffalo fool you. He's a good defenseman. I think everybody just sucks in Buffalo. Um, Caleb Jones, I'm not sure where he's going to fit in. I think it's dependent on like what I heard in, on Twitter today. It's dependent on what kind of deal they made with Seth. See what kind of chance he's going to get. To be honest with you, uh, I think Wyatt Kalanick, 
can make the team. I think that he's a very, very good young defenseman. And, and we've also got Connor Murphy that um, that has been taking, I would say, smaller steps each year, but still getting better and still developing. So our defense has gotten much better than it was the year prior, which was incredibly porous. Um, and our offense has gotten better as well. We should be getting Jonathan Taves back. We got an upgrade with Tyler Johnson playing center and a possibility of Henrik Borgstrom coming in and making the team and maybe uh, solidifying that fourth line, third line around center role with uh, Kirby Doc hopefully having a uh, a full healthy season and being 100% from that wrist injury at what I will call uh, maybe third line center. That's where I, I'd like to I'd like to see him at so that he doesn't have so much pressure on him. And um, with the goalie position, we got a huge upgrade from uh, Malcolm Subban to Flower, Mark Andre Fleury, and he's gonna I think gonna lead Lincoln and and show him how to how to how to play the position right, and probably most importantly how to be a professional off the ice. So uh, where are you at? Well. You nailed everything. I just, uh, I think it's going to come down to our coach now. I think he's right. got the right tools now, and we have to see if he uses them right. And um, I, I see the Hawks winning the second wild card spot. I could see them pushing, and I know it's a very, very good division, but uh, Minnesota still hasn't figured out their star player yet. That's going to come back and hurt them a little bit. So I think um, I like our chances this year. I know we've we've talked about the Hawks every week. I'm not going to get too much into it, but uh, signing Flurry or acquiring Flurry was huge, and I'm really excited to see this guy. He's an absolute beast in that. Yeah, there was some footage of him practicing today, and he was just yes, was just, just robbing guys. <laughs> yeah, five on zero. Oh, he's stopping yeah. all of them, and then gloves the last one. That's just amazing. Without a stick, it's unreal. <laughs> so the guy never quits. That's yeah. what you need in your goalie. Yeah, I, and you know, I, like you mentioned, I think Holiday, uh, the coaching staff, might be the weak point as of right now. We'll see what kind of changes they've so made. Too. Yeah, and hopefully they made it, they take a step forward. So moving on to the Avs, the Avs, very, um, a very heartbroken team, uh, the way they ended their season. You know, they were not looking to go home. Uh, they lost, they lost to Vegas and, uh, McKinnon was very upset about it. Uh, but they still have a very, very solid team. They lost Brandon Saad and, uh, Grubauer, which was uh, a surprise, but either they were going to sign, uh, Landeskog, Landy, or, or Grubauer, and it came down to Landis Gog, their longtime captain. So um, I see them contending, man, big time. I, I, they are the, probably going to be the team to beat in the in the, in the Central. To be honest with you, they're just an absolute juggernaut on defense. Um, their goalie position isn't bad, and their forwards are just uh, off the chain. Where, do, where are you at? Yeah, I, I like that Sakic was loyal to his captain. Uh, you know, we, I, I always bring up Joe Pavelski. I mean, I, I don't understand how the Sharks could have got rid of him. This is, kind of reminds me of it. And they, they went with their captain this time and let their starting goalie go. Yeah. Uh, but they did bring in Kemper, who's an actually very underrated goalie. I think it, honestly, I don't think it matters who's in net for the Avalanche. They're just so good. But they got a solid guy. 
But uh, I was surprised, though, that Grubauer went to Seattle. That's kind of was, I think it surprised everybody. It was like, what the heck? Yeah. Because they signed that Drieger from from uh, Florida when they uh, picked him in the fantasy draft. But uh, <laughs> just, yeah, it was it was a weird one. But, yeah, like you said, they lost Saad. He's, he's a great playoff player. Yeah. And a good top six guy. And, I mean, they, they had to make room for uh, Kale McCarr's big contract. He's going to be a stud. Uh, we he already is a stud. He's an amazing skater, amazing talent. He could be a Norse Trophy winner. Uh, but I got them finishing first in the Central. Man, I think they're still scary. Yeah, one hundred percent. So that's pretty much all that we got. All that we're going to do today. We're going to do another set of teams on our next podcast that comes out on Thursday, and we're going to go over each team and and let everybody know what we think, what they're going to do, and. Uh, and take it from there. So, uh, but hey, that's all that we got for you guys tonight. This is the Tomahawk, and we're out of here.